0: you're worshiping with us uh, at home or perhaps on uh, demand and delay one day, we're grateful that you joined us. Um, We're in the final week of our First Peter series, so if you have your Bibles, if you would turn to First Peter chapter 5. If you have your smart devices, you could swipe there. As you're turning there, many of you will be familiar with the name Winston Churchill. He was known as the Roaring Lion of Britain during World War II, one of the most influential Uh, Leaders in British and actually world history as well. And perhaps you've seen this photo that's going to be on the screen here. It was a photo that was taken uh, in 1941, moments after he had given a speech to the Canadian Parliament. So they had uh, positioned him, and there's this famous photographer who actually became more famous because of this picture uh, that was taking this this shot. Do you see the scowl on this leader's face? Here's why. Churchill's known to smoke cigars and he almost always had a cigar with him and when he was posing for this picture like was normal he had a cigar in his mouth and the photographer walked over there and grabbed the cigar and took it out of his mouth. And that's why he looks that way. He was still trying to figure out why in the world this guy would have ever done that. Well, here's what's interesting. <clears throat> this photo, the original, and several other uh, photos of famous people that this photographer had taken was hanging in this uh, hotel that you see on the screen as well in Ottawa, Canada. However, back on August 19th of 2022, it was, uh, it was noticed that someone had taken this picture and replaced it with a fake the reason they knew was the curator of this uh, gallery was very familiar with a photographer's signature and noticed that the signature on the f- fake was a fake. And they still haven't found the original of this photo. So you could imagine <clears throat> uh, the, the the surprise to those that were curating this, this gallery to find out that someone had stolen this picture of Winston Churchill. Here, here's why I think this is important. You see, it took... It took the one that was responsible for and familiar with these photos, the photographer and the signature, to recognize that it was a fake. The same is true for all of us in our lives. And as we dig into this couple of verses that we're gonna look at today in 1 Peter chapter five, we're gonna see that there's an enemy that wants to deceive you. And he's got a plan to mess up your life. We talk about it regularly. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He's good at it. And oftentimes, We're not familiar enough with the real thing that we don't even recognize and know when he's telling us lies. And so often, we've even bought into the lies that he's told us. Lies about who God is, his character, his nature, his faithfulness, and also all of us at one time or another have believed the lies that he's told us about ourselves. And just like this man was able to recognize the fake, we need to be able to recognize the fake. And so as Peter is writing this letter to the early church and to our church today, what he wants us to do is to recognize that we do have a very real enemy. And my fear, C.S. Lewis said this as well, is that there's typically two responses when when you become familiar with the fact that we have an enemy. One is that we ignore Satan and his tactics and we don't even believe for him to be real. We think he might just be that little red guy with a pitchfork and some horns. And you know what? I think he would prefer for you to feel that way. He would prefer for you to think that way because then you're not aware of and on alert to the reality of what he wants to do in your life. <clears throat> the other extreme is that we give him credit for everything. And either of these extremes is not okay. He doesn't deserve more credit than he should. And so 1 Peter writes these words, or Peter writes these words in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. He says this, stay alert. Say, say that. Say, stay alert. And watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I love the words that Peter is using to help us recognize and realize the reality of our enemy. Have any of you ever been to Africa and been on safari? I have. Did you ever watch a pride of lions on the prowl? Here's what I'll tell you, it'll scare the crap out of you. It really will. They hide in the weeds and they just kind of irk along the ground, prepared to pounce. And you could see the unsuspecting dinner in the field over here with no idea that this whole pride of lions is getting closer and they're encircling. And get, We watched from afar the whole thing go down. And I'm telling you, when he uses this description of our enemy, there's a reason for it. He's sneaky and he's on the prowl and he's looking for ways to exploit your life and to steal, kill and destroy. So Peter says, stay alert, pay attention. The enemy is real and he's going to wreak havoc. He's not a guy with horns, a red cape and a pitchfork. He wants us to be dismissive of his his schemes because we're his prey. That's what he does. Look what the apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10. A final word, Paul says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Uh, It's interesting that it's what we just sang about that gives us the power to overcome. In verse 11, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And if you'll just pause to take a look at your life, look at the way temptation comes your way. Look at the way negativity of thought comes your way. You're gonna begin to see some of the enemy's schemes. Have you ever had one of those moments where this thought, thought, this fleeting thought comes through your head and you're like, ha, where did that come from? That's not even the way I normally think. And maybe it's something that's tempting to you or maybe it's a thought of negativity about who you are or something about who God is and his character and his faithfulness and you just think, where do you think that stuff comes from? This battle that Paul was talking about and that Peter is talking about, so our main thought for this weekend is this, stay aware and alert, our enemy is real. Stay aware and alert, our enemy is real. So now let's back up a couple of verses, and and Peter wants us to be prepared for this very real spiritual battle, and he wants to show us how to do that. So look at verse six. Verse six says, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. This is what we just sang about again. The power that raised Christ from the dead is at work in your life. And so what do we do? We humble ourselves. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something today you must never forget. You will not defeat the enemy on your own. It won't happen. He'll kick your butt. He'll take you down and he will take you out. It's happened time after time after time. So what do we do? We humble ourselves under the mighty power of our God. This is a common theme throughout Scripture, to stay humble because the battle is not ours. Don't get cocky. Listen, I promise you, this is a prophetic word, you're not that good. The enemy is real good at what he does. So don't don't rely on your own strength and power to do this. That's why we must live in community and we must submit ourselves to the power of God. Don't miss the reality of this battle. Stay humble and get ready to rumble. Because he's coming, he will come after you today and he will come after you tomorrow, but don't do it in your own strength. Trust in God's mighty power. Now one of the big ways that our enemy attacks, and we know this is true, and this is an epidemic in our culture today, Peter addresses next, this world that you and I live in. Listen to verse seven. Give all of your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Don't you know that one of the ways the enemy wreaks havoc the most is by sowing these seeds of doubt, worries, and care into your mind? That's what he does. And those can become very overwhelming. They can cause us to, to distract us from humbling ourselves before God and fully trusting in him. Because over-worrying, those, those cares that come, they begin to overwhelm us. And, and when we get caught into that spiral, really what it is reflective of is us not completely trusting in God's faithfulness. So what can we do about it? These things are worthy of, of giving over to God because to carry all of that anxiety, to carry all of those things that, that, that cause our minds and our hearts to get distorted, listen, We've got to, just like he said before, submit this stuff with humility under the power of our incredible God. So that's what I want you to do this week. Here's something that I want you to do. This is worth like 250 bucks worth of therapy. (laughs) I want you to write down throughout the course of this week, everything that you, that you worry about. Just write it down. Some of you are going to need a pretty long piece of paper, aren't you? Start a note in your phone because you've always got your phone with you. Start writing down the things that you worry about, that you have anxiety about, that that are cares to you, that are overwhelming. Write them all down. Every time a new one comes, you write it down. And I want you to pay attention to those things because I would predict that most of the time the things you're worrying about and that are overwhelming to you will never happen. But we uh, allow our lives to be consumed with the thought and the emotion surrounding these things. So once you've written them down on that piece of paper on your phone, Every day this week, what I would love for you to do is to just metaphorically hold that up and give it to God. Humble yourself under his mighty power. The things that have the most potential to spin you up, you give them back to him. And ask him to give you the strength to continue to trust in his faithfulness About These things do it every single day. The next part is is huge appropriate for the world that we live in Look at verse 8 again. Stay alert watch out for your enemy the devil He prowls around like that roaring lion looking for someone to devour I wonder if you've ever walked into a room or if you've ever had a moment where like your spidey senses just kind of went up Have you ever had that happen? the hair on the back of your neck and you're like something is not right? It doesn't feel right. I feel evil. Have you ever felt that before? Where you've walked into a room, or maybe you were uh, wherever you were, and you just had that sense inside of you that something's not right. We need to pay attention to those things. We need to pay attention to that sense that we have. That's what Peter is saying here. Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He's prowling around, we need to to pay attention, so stay aware and alert, our enemy is real. And that's how Peter is challenging us to posture ourselves to live, uh, to, to be prepared for the attacks of the enemy appropriate in the world. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith is what he says in verse nine. Stand firm, be strong in what, yourself? No, in our faith in God. We stand firm in God's truth. We stand strong because God is strong. We, we are ready to resist because he's going to empower us and give us a way out. Stay aware and alert. Our enemy is real. Now look at verse nine. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever, amen. There's something about this that should help those of you that feel isolated because that's also one of the greatest tricks of our enemy to cause us to feel isolated. To remember that there are those that are around us, there are believers in the family of God that extend far beyond even Castle Rock, obviously, that are fighting the same battle you are, suffering the same way that you are, and we need to have a sense of compassion for them. And God then promises us that after we do these things, this is what Peter says about the nature of our God, so after you have done all of this, look, he will restore, he will support, he will strengthen, and he will place you on a firm foundation. That sounds pretty doggone good to me. That sounds like the way we wanna fight this battle, not on our own, and so our family of believers all over the world are facing this challenge as well. And it's appropriate for us this weekend because we want to highlight uh, one of our ministry partners uh, together because we need to, to stand together, don't we? And, and when we know that there are believers on the other side of the world that are in need and that we need to help understand the message of the gospel like we've been talking about today, we have a responsibility in that. So earlier this summer we sent one, uh, our missions teams have gone out all over and we sent one of our missions teams to Honduras with our ministry partner One Child that we do child sponsorships through and if you're new to Plum Creek we want to talk about that a little bit today but I got to tell you the story that happened. Shane, uh, on our staff, he's our uh, director of storytelling. So he's the one that produces uh, with his team all of the videos that we get to watch storytelling. And so uh, his objective was to go to Honduras and capture a story for us of one of the children that we sponsor and how that sponsorship has impacted their life and their family's life. And so we left it to Pastor Arnaldo, who's been here and spoken before too, who leads that ministry there in Honduras to pick the family. And wouldn't you know it, Shane and Cassie's little girl was the family that he chose without even knowing that Shane was gonna be the one shooting the story. Isn't that awesome?